Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And this technology of long-term machine preservation of human organs opens the gate to organ repair and organ treatment. And by that, uh, this study is one major step in a sequence of advancements of a novel field that is currently happening. And essentially, I believe this is the evolution of a new uh, chapter in medicine in this context. That is Stefan Schneeberger, discussing a paper by Pierre-Aline Clavian and co-authors. And this is Forum, a new podcast by Nature Biotechnology. This is episode one of Forum. Each month, and sometimes more often, we'll take a paper recently published in Nature Biotechnology or elsewhere and discuss it with leading researchers in the field. We'll have them talk about what breakthroughs are represented in the paper, um, what hurdles still remain for the technology. It's just a way to get a bit more context on some of the recent papers published in the bioengineering and biotechnology fields. For this episode, the paper deals with preserving livers for transplantation. The paper is titled, An Integrated Perfusion Machine Preserves Injured Human Livers for One Week. The corresponding author is pierre Alain Clavian, and the paper details a perfusion machine the team engineered that widens the window for maintaining these livers outside the body. The interview was done by Irene Harsham, senior editor at Nature Biotech, and let's get right into it. Here, Irene has just gotten Stefan on the line. He's a professor of transplant surgery, deputy director of the Department of Visceral Transplant and Thoracic Surgery at Innsbruck Medical University in Austria. Here it is, Forum. Hi, Stefan. This is Irene from Nature Biotech. Hi, Irene. You know, we're, we're pretty excited about the paper. What do you think the most important advances are here? So they have um, put together a machine that mimics the physiologic environment for a liver. Um, it does not only perfuse the liver, but it supplies it with oxygen, nutrition, and then um, takes an automated approach to adjust glucose level, hematocrit control, it moves the liver and it performs a dialysis. Uh, it adds um, drug treatment in terms of vasodilators and vasoconstrictors and in summary provides an environment for the liver to um, survive longer term, uh, seven days. What we found most exciting um, was the fact that they're able to keep the liver 
outside of the body for a week. And could you tell me why anybody would want to keep it out, out of the body for a whole week? Uh, that's an interesting question, and it illustrates, I guess, our mindset and the history behind liver transplantation where this was always limited to 24 hours. So basically the, the, the iPad, so to say, was not invented and we only now start to think about what uh, this technology would make possible and uh, only start to understand what it can imply uh, long term. Immediately, of course, what it does allow is more in-depth organ and possibly even a donor background assessment after retrieval of organs. Now this is limited to 24 hours or slightly beyond this. Uh, this might not be entirely sufficient in all of the um, more marginal organs, especially, for example, in uncontrolled donation after cardiac death where the history of a patient is not well known. There might be significant previous events, there might be infections, and there might be other elements that are not uh, known. So all this could be assessed after uh, retrieval and the injury during asystolia, retrieval and cold storage uh, could be assessed in greater detail. And then, of course, the big gain and the big hope with this seven-day preservation is that uh, this would eventually serve as a platform and allow for organ regeneration, uh, treatment, and eventually repair. And that, of course, would be a milestone, not just for transplantation, but for medicine. So let's talk a little bit about what they do in the paper. What what they do here is they build a perfusion machine that allows them to keep a, a liver alive. They have in the machine, there's uh, something that is supposed to sort of um, reproduce what the diaphragm would do. In effect, what it does is it moves the liver up and down. They have a dialysis machine hooked up to the liver to clean it out. So there are all these different elements in the in the perfusion machine. Which ones of these are new and which had been used before? Well, summarized, Irene, uh, I think uh, previous machines, they have also perfused the liver um, under close to physiologic conditions with oxygen supply and nutrition supply. What this machine uh, does is it automates uh, glucose level control uh, it maintains the hematocrit um, by using the features that you described, including a dialysis machine, and it starts uh, moving the liver in order to prevent uh, pressure necrosis. It further um, controls perfusion by using vasodilators and vasoconstrictors uh, and using algorithms that would sort of self-adjust uh, pressure and flow in order to optimize the circumstances and the environment for the organ and probably all of these components combined um, result in this carefully crafted multifunctional device with the many automated and self-regulatory components that would allow such long-term preservation. As they describe in their paper, uh, they, they uh, took this approach of putting all these components together and then start with uh, troubleshooting and, and problem solving uh, one at a time. Um, putting it uh, together individually and testing all these components individually first and then uh, assembling them would probably not have allowed this uh, rather than taking the visionary approach that they did and then fixing uh, the problems of all these various uh, but also interacting components was uh, uh, eventually a very successful endeavor. 
Other perfusion machines exist and are, I believe, already on the market, right? They keep the organ sort of at normal body temperature. What are the limitations of those? And for how long do those machines claim to extend the life of the liver outside of the body? So the currently uh, existing NC mark machine that is on the market allows for a normal ceramic machine perfusion for 24 hours and serves uh, a clinical need, of course, uh, with the 24 hours stable preservation. Uh, Beyond this, of course, there are unknowns um, of longer, that would be unmasked by longer term preservation. And this is what the machine, this machine could immediately do. Um, So uh, alterations or changes in the organ that would only uh, be recognized after 24 hours in suboptimal organs uh, could eventually be better assessed uh, by uh, this uh, new technology. So this is one of the uh, key uh, components. In a 24-hour time frame, there is probably little organ regeneration and repair possible. If this could be extended to uh, seven days, then beyond organ assessment, organ repair, organ treatment, and organ modification could be made possible. Mm-hmm. Are the machines that are already in the market for for normothermic perfusion, are those widely used in Europe or in the U.S.? They are used in a growing number of centers, and we ourselves use such a machine, machine routinely in about 50% of our livers. Uh, we see a huge advantage in using this, applying this technology in a clinical routine, Certainly, this technology is sort of only in a first phase and only getting started, and we only start to understand the full potential of this. Uh, With this technology advancing by studies such as uh, the one now published by uh, Clavien, Pierre Clavien and and his co-authors, would uh, represent another milestone in the uh, sequence of the events, eventually leading to probably even a new chapter in medicine, and that would be uh, organ treatment outside of the human body. Um, can you speak a little bit about how the authors sort of develop and test the machine? They use pigs to develop it and, and sort of check the different components and which ones are important. How are those experiments set up, and um, what do they actually show? So the engineers take a, a quite visionary approach in this. They put together a machine with all the various components that theoretically would be necessary to contribute to a fully physiological environment for the liver. And at advance by a trial and error system using first uh, pig livers, adopt uh, the technology, adopt the various components of the uh, machine. So this is not an irrational engineering uh, principle. It's actually probably a wise approach considering that there are these multiple components in just one device and they take this real world approach and um, step by step adjust and improve the machine until it is um, fully capable of preserving first uh, pig and then human livers for uh, seven days. They um, perform a proof of concept trial in a large number of uh, porcine livers before they advance um, by using discarded uh, human livers where they indicate that a proportion of these declined livers, declined by all uh, centers in Europe, as they uh, say, can be preserved uh, successfully for seven days and seem viable and and functioning. Essentially, what this experiment is saying that out of these uh, 10 human livers, six could have eventually been transplanting according to the data that they uh, collect. So all in all, this is uh, really uh, groundbreaking and a milestone for the field. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It seems that it would be tricky to work with injured livers. Um, of course, you, you're not going to get, when you're trying to develop a machine, you're not going to get livers that are in good condition because, of course, there are wait lists for these organs in every country, is my understanding. Um, so you would have to develop the machine with injured livers, but then it's tricky because you start with a liver that's very suboptimal. And you have to assess whether it's getting any better or it's maintaining the functions that you started with. And how did the authors deal with that sort of issue in setting up these experiments? So um, they used fully discarded human livers that nobody wanted to transplant. So this is a resource uh, where nobody would immediately gain from. And and therefore, it's a natural approach to start working with uh, discarded uh, human livers. Certainly, uh, with this approach, the uh, natural limitation, limitations of, of this trial. The most prominent one is that we don't know the actual outcome of these experiments. Not in the pig arm of the study, nor in the human arm of the study, these livers were uh, transplanted uh, for long-term, only short-term survival experiments in pigs were uh, performed due to the uh, limitations of the uh, local authorities not allowing for longer-term assessments after pig liver transplantation. So. The one ma- major question remaining is how would these livers after seven-day perfusion truly perform uh, when they were transplanted? And this is certainly one experiment that needs to be done before advancing into a clinical trial. So one other question that needs to be addressed further is what is the additional value of um, monitoring these livers beyond the first 24 hours, which 
can be done with the existing uh, technology. So there's a lot of interesting data out there indicating that there's more to learn and more to see and better parameters to test with a high predictive um, validity. But again, this needs to be reestablished and eventually transplantation experiments need to be carried out in order to confirm uh, all these assumptions. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, livers have been kept in, in the cold, right? So I would imagine that also the measures that are used to assess the, the health of a liver after being kept in the cold versus at um, 34 degrees or 37 degrees would also vary. Is that right? Exactly true. And we are now comparing um, two essentially different uh, strategies to preserve livers. The cold storage or supercooling method that aims to reduce or abrogate any type of metabolism and put the organ into bioenergetic stillstand. This would result in possibly no production of radical oxygen products and other harmful products during preservation, but it would uh, not allow the assessment of the function of the organ under um, um, low or sub-zero uh, temperatures. Now, NMP, normal thermic machine perfusion, does the exact opposite. It fully activates the organ, uh, makes it metabolic, uh, active, and functioning, and allows for assessment and monitoring and essentially and possibly also modification and repair of such an organ. Mm -hmm. As I understand it, one of the most exciting things of being able to keep the body out of uh, the, sorry, the liver out of the body for seven days is that you would be able to intervene and um, potentially recover function in livers that are suboptimal for transplantation. Um, what are some of the most exciting therapeutic interventions that you think potentially could be done? Well, the first consideration would be the repair of a poor quality liver, indicating that the parenchyma and or the bile duct could be repaired if injured. So it's important to emphasize that the liver contains a uh, uh, two components, the parenchyma and the bile uh, ducts, that are also served by two different vascular systems. So um, the interventions that might be good for one of these components might not necessarily uh, solve the problems for, for the other. So in context with this, um, one consideration could be to grow um, sort of a um, higher volume liver out of a segment or a lobe of a liver and that could uh, help to limit organ shortage. This is an interesting concept uh, but certainly a far-fetched goal at this point. Another interesting modification could be uh, immunological alteration and possibly masking of the organ uh, against the recipient's immune system. So this would be another way to address uh, tolerance induction by modifying the organ the other approach with the gain in time, and if we're talking seven days, this is substantial, could be to uh, modify or prepare the recipient in order to uh, be immunologically um, um, modified to not recognize uh, the organ as foreign and not reject the organ. Passenger leukocyte depletion could be an interesting element of that, and the cell replacement or bile duct modifications could all be interesting biological modifications eventually uh, leading uh, to this. Another extremely interesting aspect of that would be uh, to treat uh, livers for oncological indications, for example, with higher, uh, maybe toxic amounts of irradiation or uh, uh, chemotherapy outside of the human body instead of in the human body. So to avoid systemic toxicity by just treating organs 
uh, ex vivo instead of in uh, vivo. Uh, and then certainly the patient's uh, own organ uh, repair injury, um, a damage that accumulated over the years could be uh, treated ex situ rather than situ with more advanced technologies that would then not become effective uh, systemically. So all these are, are great and certainly monumental um, ideas and concepts and hopes for the future. But with such a platform of seven-day normothermic machine perfusion, all these ideas are now provided with a platform that uh, uh, takes it a step closer to realization. What do you think um, is needed going forward to really bring this machine to clinical use? What are the experiments or the tests that would need to be done to show that it works and that it's worthy of livers that are in, in better shape than sort of having been discarded? So I guess the logical next step would be to repeat these experiments in a larger number of discarded human organs in order to learn more about uh, these organs and the technology, but also provide some level of quality assessment in terms of bacteriological, virological, fungal assessment um, in order to uh, provide another um, layer of uh, safety. Uh, the one piece missing in the trial also is the histomorphological assessment of the bile duct. So that would be one piece, I guess, that would need to be added. Then probably um, there's no way around um, survival experiments, and they probably have to be done in large animals. The long-term outcome after applying this technology uh, would be uh, essential to understand in order to uh, also guarantee safety of this uh, technology. Then the use of healthy human livers might be problematic as a next step. I believe the technology would continue to work with rather unhealthy human livers in a possible uh, clinical trial. Uh, the advantage of that is that you are immediately addressing uh, an unmet need, the shortage of organs, and using these uh, pre-injured organs might be much easier to uh, justify before using uh, this technology in otherwise healthy organs. And by doing that, I guess the authors of this group needs to address the key question uh, in order for this uh, technology to be approved. And that is, what is the immediate advantage of seven-day uh, perfusion preservation over the existing 24-hour uh, uh, technology? And how can such experiments then be justified? So it would be interesting to hone in a bit on the additional information that can be gathered uh, beyond the 24-hour time limit. And if they could uh, build a case that there is more information and increasing safety with preserving these livers for a longer period of time, then this could be very helpful uh, when um, approaching the authorities to approve uh, such a, a trial. Hmm. And then, of course, the further distant need is to define a new endpoint, a new unmet need, and that could be, as we uh, discussed earlier, the immune response, the recipient's immune response. If that could be altered and if uh, subsequently the um, amount of immune suppressants needed uh, and the side effects could be reduced, that would be another unmet need that could be addressed by using this technology. Mm -hmm. um, Stefan, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to add about the paper or sort of the field more generally? Um, I think in general, um, the value and significance of this trial, uh, it's maybe important to emphasize, goes beyond uh, what the data shows at this point and certainly beyond just the field of transplantation. 
And this technology of long-term machine preservation of human organs opens the gate to organ repair and organ treatment. And by that, uh, this study is one major step in a sequence of advancements of a novel field that is currently happening. And essentially, I believe this is the evolution of a new uh, chapter in medicine in this context. Much obliged to Stefan for taking the time to discuss that paper with us. The paper's title again is An Integrated Perfusion Machine Preserves Injured Human Livers for One Week. And it can be found on the homepage of Nature Biotech. We have put it in front of our paywall, also for one week, coincidentally. So if you're not a subscriber and you'd like to read that paper, go to our homepage now or soon, and you can read it there. Episode 2 will be out in February. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever. Small hat tip to the Midwest Quiet. This is the second podcast in which we have used their music. We also use it in First Rounders, so thanks for that. If you have comments on this podcast or our journal itself, you can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at Nature Biotech. I'll talk to you in Episode 2. Until then. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.